0: On today's episode, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of educational material on social media. What do we use social media for? How do we differentiate the people that we follow? And what should you take away from social media and the education you receive from it? Let's go! Welcome to the Sports Rehab Lab podcast, where you'll hear real talk real clinicians who treat real sports patients. What is up everybody? Sports Rehab Lab back at you today. And I got a question for everyone before we cut uh, get to our show. What is your preferred Social media outlets. Billy. Uh, Twitter. Terrence. Shouldn't even ask this. Person. MySpace. Oh, MySpace. It's
1: older. <laughs> it's older than me. Who's old enough to remember Geo MySpace? City site? Billy and Robbie have yeah, no idea it. MySpace. Please.
0: Please. Robbie? Pat still has. Pat. <laughs> I, might, I might still have the it. The original.
2: Uh, Instagram. Pat. Probably the Graham. Jamie. The Graham. No, I. I the, the gram. Yeah,
0: I. I have to go back. I, I'm. I'm on the yeah, gram. Yeah, we you know, know that. <laughs> no more MySpace, huh? I would agree. Like I. It's I, I, I Friendster. use. I use Instagram. Friendster? Friendster. Yes, there's another one. I use Instagram Friendster. a lot more. But I, I said that because you know today's topic we're going to talk about are the pros and cons of educational content on social media. Me and Terrence have talked about this in in nauseum over the past. I know over the past year or two. So Terrence, you know, what do you what are your thoughts on this? Where where should we start with this?
1: I mean, social media is big these days. It's um it's interesting because you know there's so many platforms and there's so much access and you can reach so many different people in so many different ways that um you know it's hard not to be on a platform, whether it's for your you know, recreational purposes or for educational purposes. Um, and you can get in trouble on them, right? There's a lot of different people talking about a lot of different things who may or may not have, you know, certain levels of education. So you've got to watch out. Um, but I do think there's benefit to it. I mean, I started my page life after the knife, uh, about a year and a half ago. And when I started on Instagram, the thought process behind it was that I wanted to share my experience with a lot of other people. And that was a way that I felt I'd have the largest reach. And I thought that I'd be able to, you know, very quickly get out as much information as I wanted. And, uh, you know, I started on that journey. I started to try and grow it. Um, And I mean, still going with it today, still trying to get quality content out. Um, You know, I've got a couple groups of people where, you know, there's a bunch of students that follow it and try and. You know, help with some more of the basic material, and then you know, there's definitely you know the whole page is more of a shoulder elbow focus, but definitely go down the baseball route as well because there's a lot of experience that I have with that. So I try and you know marry the two together, where I go shoulder elbow with a little bit of a, a baseball flair and uh, talk about my experiences. So I I know a lot of people say that you cannot gain education from you know, a a platform like TikTok or Instagram. And, you know, in all honesty, I completely disagree with that. I think that, you know, if you follow the right people and you look for the right things, I think there's plenty of educational content. I mean, people go on there, look, look for golf swings, right, Jamie, or they go on to TikTok to learn how to cook something. So you're learning something. Um, I think the question is, who are you learning it from? And I think that's where people sometimes get into trouble or some of the platforms get, you know, a bad rap about, you know, the educational quality
0: or or content and, um, but no, I like it. I think I'm all about it. I think one of those big things is just like what you said, who, who are you getting this education from and how do you find a reliable educator? I, I go on Instagram all the time and, you know, there's stuff on there. That's great. You know, I see different people doing different exercises and you know, same things that I probably would do in the clinic, but it gives me ideas to do. I think it's important to be open and be a an open learner. You know, there's good things that people have all around the place. But like, you know, Robbie, if you're if you're you know searching around social media, how how do you really know if the person you're looking at is reliable, or you know, if it's just you know, it might be some guy just you know just works out on his own saying like, I know what to do about hips, like you know, what's your differentiator with that?
2: Ah, I don't know. I don't know if you really can. I mean, I, that's kind of the, the issue with it to me. I mean, you could have someone on here saying they're an expert in treating whatever. And you know, they've behind closed doors, they've only seen a couple of these before. Um, you know, they just have a nice clean kind of, uh, you know, template with the with the content they're putting out and it's visually appealing. But, um, I know like the people that I follow, um, I, I obviously have a couple of big names, um, whether it's, you know, therapists that are well published or renowned. Um, and I mean, kind of my thoughts are if if those people follow these people or, and there's some sort of connection there, then I I'll buy in a little bit more. Um, so I think a lot of it for me, at least is kind of who else follows them, although that's obviously not everything.
3: You know, I, I think it really comes down to your educational background, right. right? So all of us go on Instagram, we see a million things when it's exercise-based, right, or it's physical therapy-based, or it's sports performance, et cetera. You know, we could tease out what we think's good or bad, or, oh, you know, that's a good idea. You know, now, on, on a side note, like, I'll get all of this, like, um, you know, wealth management um, investment, blah, 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 you know, and we all have clients, patients, et cetera, that kind of know what they're doing in that sense of life. And I'll bring something up to somebody and they're like, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> like, you know, like, And, you know, that goes you know, hand in hand with, I think with most people that are going on, on Instagram to get information. If you don't have the educational background to, to really tease out what you're seeing, it could not, necessarily be good but at the same time it it can be good if you know what you're looking for yeah. so i
1: i agree i agree with you i That's think it's knowing what it. you're looking for so i'm not going on there taking a weekend in intensive course in manual therapy but you know you might see a research you know article published that i didn't catch in AJSM where someone had a quote there exactly. i might see an exercise and i'm like hey that looks pretty good based on what i know i might use that for x or y um, I mean, to Jamie's point, if you follow someone long enough and over time, if you look at their content, you'll know whether or not they know what they're talking about or if they have ever seen something just by the content they post. Um, you know, what I also think that it's good for is I think the ability to build a community is uh, a very, very important part. And that's, I think, part of why I use it so much is to try and build a community. And You could build a global network of people, right? So when before social media existed could you build a a group of global, you know, physical therapists or sports professionals is almost impossible, right? So within a a year or so you can have a network of thousands or some people have hundreds of thousands. Some have millions of followers where, you know, there's a network of people and, you know, they have, they could have all kinds of groups and and chats and leave comments and et cetera. But um, I think following, so like I'm similar to Robbie where I know there are certain, you know, um, industry leaders who are, who I've, you know, followed in the past, just even before social media with some of their content or some of their courses they give. So I follow a lot of the big ones. And then, you know, as some others pop up that might be doing, you know, shoulder elbow exercise or exercise in general that, you know, might look good or ones that, you know, work with some of the professional teams that are posting stuff, I'll follow them just to see what they're doing, but I'm not necessarily learning from them. Um, But I I really think for me, it's the community as well. I think having, you know, some of the banter back and forth where there's therapists across the country that I know very well and even better now through Instagram um, that work in very high level institutions where we'll have some banter back and forth on Instagram or we'll ask questions back and forth. There might be like video conversations and hopefully there are other people listening to this, some of the younger ones. And I know because I've gotten some messages from them saying that they've enjoyed some of the content or conversations, but other people learn off of those conversations too. So instead of having a formal meeting, you know, or having a formal, you know, um, conference with these people, you can have a very easy thing on Instagram. You can do Instagram live. I mean, there's all sorts of You know different ways to interact on the platforms now, and one's trying to top the other. So Instagram's got the reels to match TikTok, and you know they've got carousels, they've got green rooms. There's so many different things you can do to keep people engaged. Uh, From the educational side, I think it's you know you've got to understand you're not. It's not like going to you know class in college. So you know it's all short form content. So. You will get snips here or there, whether for me, I'll try and put out some stuff about diagnoses, whether just a little information about the diagnoses, what I've seen that's worked, um, some exercises maybe that I've used doesn't mean that's everything you need to do, um, but just some of the basics for people to get a foundation and understanding. So I think
0: that's one of the um, big things like, you know, you're building this community. I know when I do it, I just want to throw some of the information that I know out to others, you know, things that I know work. I want. I want to make sure others know that. I know that Terrence on his page does the same thing. He does stuff that he knows what works with the plethora of upper extremity patients that he works with, and he wants to share that knowledge. I think it's a a knowledge-sharing platform. You know, I, I hate to go on those, and, you know, like, I hate bashing people to be like, oh, well, why are you saying this and why are you saying that? Like, I think, you know, social media is a place to really share that knowledge. There's nothing in our... Pat, me and you talk about it all the time. There's nothing in our secret sauce about treating knees or hips. You know, we're, we're doing normal stuff. I think when people ask us like, Oh, you know, what, how do you, how do you do that? Or, you know, what's your secret sauce? And our answer is like, I don't know, like there really isn't, but, you know, just kind of putting out that information that we know to other people on a platform where it can really reach people all across the world, not just, you know, your local sports community, but Anyone and you know reach everywhere at that point Yeah
3: I mean well, I think I' like no, go yeah, Jamie. Um, No, I think like a huge percentage of the things you see on Instagram can be applied to someone at some point, right? So I think like having the clinical judgment of when to apply those things for the person that you're working with, right so I think because I am sure there are many people that see something. And they literally put their phone down and then try to have somebody do it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, and it may not be the right time or yeah. the right person yeah, or the right place for that point. exercise. or That's, that that's person, right. Yeah. That, I, you know, that's so I think
2: it's kind of scary about I, the whole thing is you get, there's plenty of that, you know, shoulder pain, do this or back pain, do this. And then you go, you know, this is, this is not 100%. appropriate for that person. And you just flared them up worse. Yeah. Like there's no clinical judgment or, you know, uh, advice and giving that it's just straight up bulletproof your shoulders well, the, boom uh, well, and then whatever just, it is it's and, ideas
3: but yeah, it, <laughs> it, it didn't mean your person right. in front so, of I you mean, that's the complete <laughs>
1: other side of this right i mean that that's a perfect point where if you're not smart enough to have the clinical judgment to apply what you're seeing you can actually hurt somebody and you know that's why everyone says you know the, the other problem is that even when you see athletes come in, they are all over Instagram, social media. So they see these exercises too. They know what's going on. So oh if God. they're rehabbing from a simple shoulder procedure or a complex shoulder procedure where they literally need to control their shoulder blades or just activate their rotator cuff, if they're not standing on an upside down BOSU having colored sticks at them with you no know, blaze pods everywhere, they're, they're upset with you, but you know, I think that's the other problem is that these exercises sometimes or a lot of times don't apply to a significant amount of patients, right? It may be the person that's in performance, right, or transitioning to performance. But a lot of our post-operative patients, you know, if you have shoulder surgery, you're doing very basic exercises for your arm. Granted, you're doing lower body and cardio and core and all that stuff, but you're not doing any thing crazy for your arm, but you post that on Instagram, which you would do post-op and that gets no likes, right? Because that's not a sexy exercise for Instagram.
2: It's only showing the sexy stuff,
1: right? They want the flashy stuff and all that. And that's, I think that's where it comes in. You need to know who you're following, right? And you need to know what, you know, you need to know what you want to get out of it. Like I, it's, it can be detrimental. 100%. I mean,
0: who's, who, like, who's the target audience for you know, social media, it's, it's typically the younger, fresher, greener, you know, new grads that are coming out. And now they go on and they listen to these self self-proc- self-proclaimed experts throwing out blanket statements and they're going to, they're going to listen to them. We're we're Like you said, like, we're going to know to look into this more, but they're not, you know, they're only going to see what they see by, you know, the experts. And it, I mean I think that's you guys you guys work with me yeah. you know how I feel about it. No this. I think that's I'm, that that's Pat's big point. You like, worked up over this. You know expertise isn't defined as how many followers you have. But unfortunately now with social media around well, it kind of Yeah, that's what it means. That's <laughs> you know exactly you have more followers is. well you got to be good because you got 10,000 followers rather than the guy who you know like we would know like from continuing yet or throughout the years where hey this guy is a really uh, a, a real expert in hips, but maybe he's not on social media a lot. Maybe he's like got 200 followers. Well, you know, most people are going to be like, "Well, this guy really doesn't know what he's talking about because he's only got 200 followers." Let me listen to the guy who's got 10,000 followers. And I, right, hey, exactly. The guy, yeah, treating exactly. hips, right. You know, the guy think, who
2: knows the algorithm and can make a clean-looking yes. post that's visually appealing, rather than the person who's you know quietly been published ten times.
0: It's hard. It's hard. I guess that's my next question. Like. Do you feel that in now, you know, in today's age, a clinician has to have their own brand or their own page to succeed? I know when, you know, I can tell you what back in the day when it was, you know, like Pat, me, Terrence, there was no such thing as social media. I hardly had a cell phone when I. When I, I, say, I I'm not that old well, well, Come on you're, you're in a different level Just because, right. because I'm he like a, He had a yeah, PT yeah, exactly. My face like I, you know, yeah. I, yeah. It <laughs> didn't take amazing. off though yeah. We yeah. talking about it was cool yeah. they, well, You know We just didn't It wasn't But I feel nowadays I feel nowadays You do need To have it You know uh, You know what, what is, What's everyone's thought of that Like Billy You know you, You've been out of school hmm. You and Robbie Have been out of school Like a less time than I have But do you feel like It's a, a thing that clinicians Need at this point To kind of get them In the right
4: position I mean, I I don't think you need it by any means. Um, I mean, I think it's moving in that direction, especially if you're going into private practice or or some sort of self marketing tool. It's huge for that to kind of keep up with everyone. But I mean, I'm I'm the least active person on Instagram. I got my wedding and one other picture on there, and I still like to think I'm learning a lot and being doing okay uh, career wise. But I think it, it can be a tool, but you can't be. Yeah, I'm out there treating. Billy's treating, <laughs> seeing patients, butts and chairs, but. I, I think you got to use it as a tool, yeah, because you're life and then a knife. I know. not, not rely on it completely. Like, it's a helpful tool, but you don't need it. But like, but.
0: yeah, I mean, social media is like the fast lane. It's it, you can kind of skip all the grinding that that really you know builds your foundational yeah. knowledge, and you can become Instagram famous quick and become an expert in so five. Don't me years. I do think it's a great yeah, way. I, I, I use it more to
4: learn than anything than, than self marketing or promotion or whatnot. But I think it's absolutely a great way to like get a ton of information quick and narrow things down and not miss stuff because it's always happening in the background. Um, But I certainly think you can be successful without it.
1: I think the landscape's changed. I think, I think people, I mean, you see more and more people and I see these doctors of physical therapy one after the other pop up on Instagram. It's like, that's, it's almost like they're being taught in school to develop a page before they graduate just to have. And, I think it's going to be important in the future. I mean, you see all these sports medicine physicians now have all their pages. Um, you know, team physicians. You know, depending on the. I mean, even if you go on TikTok, you look up rotator cuff surgery on TikTok, and there's a pretty substantial amount of information on TikTok. You could probably people are probably learning how to do surgery on TikTok. <laughs> it's, it's it's changing. I think that you know you almost have to accept it, right? So. Um, You know, I think over time people will have and you don't have to post every day. I mean, I know Pat, Pat refuses to post on, uh, on Instagram, but you don't have to post every day. But I think if you have something to share, um, that you can reach a lot of people with it. And I think for the marketing purpose also, I think it's, you know, a really good marketing tool if there is something that you're trying to promote.
3: And I think to go back to the point, I think if you have the education base, when I look at your page, I can apply what you're putting on. I, I understand what you're what you're getting at. You know, I think I think that's a huge point. I think it could either be incredibly value, valuable towards either your you know practice or training or it could be detrimental that you don't understand what how to apply it. You know, I think kind of goes both ways. Um, I mean, in the performance side, it's, you know, everybody's either, you know, on steroids and selling supplements though. So try, try
1: my supplements. Like, I made them in yeah, my I mean, basement. Your page
3: is just flooded <laughs> with like a bunch of guys that are just, you know, seems like it. Yeah.
1: Or, or you can reach patients. Creatine. So there's clinicians, but then there's, there's the other side of people on Instagram, where there are people who are injured looking for advice and help and and they need quality places to go as well. I mean, there are plenty of people that claim to know what they're doing. And like you guys said, you look at their exercises for there's a rotator cuff surgery saying like, this is ridiculous. You would never do that. But they have a hundred thousand followers and people will follow them and it's perceived they know what they're talking about. So I mean, that's sort of where I want to try and change things is show people what should be happening because we see these, right? There are people across the country, who see large volumes of all of these surgeries that could put out quality content to let people know what things should be like and guide them along their paths. And I think, you know, even our profession is changing where it's going to be a digital path at some point, right? You will have, we talk about it all the time, right? There will still be a need for post-operative care in a clinic or clinical care, but there will be more of that shifting to a digital path. And this is one of those sort of starting or jumping points for that digital care. So why, why shouldn't we be the ones helping guide that care? And then back to the marketing real quick, you know, there so we've had the fellowship now between, uh, HSS and the Mets, right? So, um, just marketing for that on Instagram, the reach from one post on that, you can reach clinicians across the country within an hour, right? Whereas the old way of marketing where we have to go through all different societies and we're paying tons of money to, to reach out through, you know, all sorts of continuing education companies and mailers. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. So, I I think, you know, within hours you can reach thousands and it's free outside of, you know, the time it takes me to put, you know, a reel together. Um, And I think, you know, people can get an insight on, you know, what's going on, how the year goes, you know, as far as the fellowship's concerned. So I, I do think that there are so many different facets to it as long as it's used properly. But yeah, I mean, you do have to identify the people that are worth following.
0: I think another thing with that again is you get people from everywhere you know, when do you get a patient from, you know, Israel that has a question and they want to ask you, Terrence, you know, because they know that you know what you're doing about shoulders and, you know, they're, it's readily accessible at this point. For me, like, I'll get cartilage patients that, you know, DM me for everywhere. Like, oh, you know, I, I saw you did this. How how can I fix this? It's, it's a, again, it's a matter of you helping out the masses that, can 't see you either either, you know, like not everybody can come and see you in the clinic, not everyone has your number, not everyone has your email, but everyone can follow you on social media, and I think that's one of the biggest things that you're able to reach out and help a lot more people using these these little tools, and like you said it is yeah it's it's a little bit of time, you know you got to take time and putting up quality posts, putting up reels, you know, making all this stuff on your own. But again, the, the things you're getting out of it at the end of the day, like, I, I, you know, I'm not looking for new patients at all. Uh, You know, that, that's the least of what I do it for. I'm doing it more to like educate the masses on, Hey, this is the way that I do things. I can help you out. If you have questions, please reach out. You know, I just, I just want to be that person that they can reach out to and get their questions answered. And hopefully live a better life at the end of the day
1: yeah and i think lastly it's real-time updates right so if something changes if we're doing something different in the clinic or doing something different you know we can put that out and people can have real-time access to that just like everything else right you don't have to watch sports center anymore to get highlights of what's happening you know immediately within seconds what's happening so i think these platforms whether it's instagram or TikTok or whatever you're you're on or linkedin is a big one now you know, you can have real-time access to to all of this information, which again could be detrimental, but it could also be beneficial if you're following the right people and, you know, looking at the right stuff. It could be very beneficial to you. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of pros and cons to it, um, and you just have to have, like Jamie said, the clinical awareness and clinical judgment to figure out what's good, what's bad, and how to decipher all of it.
3: Yeah, I think it you know it opens up curiosity. You know, if you're not just taking it and you're just trying to apply it, but you're more so looking at something, you're saying, that's interesting. Let me read more into that. You know, I think it could be a really great. I think tool. everyone
0: should watch out for Billy's updated Instagram page now since, you know, he's got a lot of inspiration to start putting some clinical stuff out there. So, Billy, yeah, work hard, work hard on this Instagram page you're uh, making. So, again, thanks, thanks to the guys. Thanks to everyone. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Sports Rehab Lab podcast. Like, rate, and subscribe. And please ask us questions by DMing us on our Instagram page at Sports Rehab Lab.